just can't keep working like this. This grave shift is like a slave shift. What up, what up, what up? What's hey, up, yo? what up, Taj? What's up, D? <laughs> we out here. Right. It's been a minute. It's been, it's been, it's been. But, I mean, when the time goes by, that just gives us more time to talk about shit with y'all. So, yes, if yes. you're turning in for the with us. Right. If you're tuning in for the first time, I'm Taji. I'm D'Angelo. And welcome to From, from the, the Plantation. Plantation to the Station. That's right. So, what's up, D? Like, what's been up with you? Shit. Um, <laughs> after an unexpected break, I feel refreshed. Um, mm-hmm. Like you said, like, time went past. Like, so it's a, definitely a lot to talk about. Um, yes, we got some things to get into. Yes, I'm in my, like, chill mode. I've been on my zen shit lately, so I just got some jasmine tea. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) y'all like yo nigga you was straight on your whiskey but yeah i'm like let me just i'm chilling like you don't even want to know what i'm drinking over here (laughs) we want to know what you sipping i'm drinking some cranberry juice and some rock v (laughs) vsop wait they got a vsop hell yeah oh shit okay Wait, I never heard that. Let alone yeah. with vodka, but okay. They got a dark one, yeah, because you know I don't fuck with that vodka like that. I can't get. Mm-mm, I got. It's like rubbing alcohol. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta do the brown, but that's the type okay, of night we doing. So <laughs> <laughs> well, folks, um, I know it's been a minute, and people just listening for the first time. We have our signature segment. Relax, relate, release. Release. That's right. Um. Would you like to go first this week? Um, sure. Why not? Mine's is, I feel like kind of quick. So yeah, mine's pretty quick too. So. Yeah, I'm just yeah. It's just something that I wanted to discuss and kind of just like get off my chest because it's kind of annoying. But it's a question that I'm kind of gonna put out there too. And you know what? We're probably gonna ask this question to a lot of our listeners too because I want to know your guy, you guys' feedback on it too. But what do you do if you see someone that you follow or follows you on Instagram? Like, do you speak or do you not speak? Mm-hmm. So, like, that's, like, the number one thing that I've been kind of, like, dealing with, excuse me, here moving to Charlotte. So, And it's somebody that you only know from social media? It's not, like, an old middle school friend? Yeah. Like so, it's, like, from social media. Like, you don't know this person in real life, but, you know, they see you, they like, gotcha. comment, whatever we'll exchange a little bit of words in the DMs, but nothing like that, but I just literally been running into a lot of people here who they'll like a picture, they'll comment, you know, they'll be like, oh my god, like, where'd you get this from, or blah, 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 and then when I'm, like, in a room with them, or, like, we co-happen to be in the same room, or we at, like, a social gathering, or whatever the case may be, they don't say nothing. And you already know how me, how I, I am, and I don't know if that's just more of a northerner thing, but if you don't speak to me, I don't say shit to your ass. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I'll be yeah. like, that's just playboy, period. I'm not going to just be that person. I'm sorry. And yeah. I mean, y'all can judge, y'all can say what y'all want, but I've just never been that person. And I'm not trying to be funny. You know how certain people be trying to jump on, oh, I don't speak in this. That. No, I've always been like that. 
So my question to you then would be in those situations, what differs from you being that person for them? Like, did you give them an opportunity? Like, did you speak yourself a head nod or anything? No, but I've definitely, so, okay. I was at a, I'll just say a social gathering Mm -hmm. and, (laughs) and this particular person I follow and they follow me we were at the same place, da, 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 da. you know, I happened to just walk in and I did see someone that I know, but I know that person. We have conversation all the time, da, 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 whatever. And we have mutual friends. And then I was, as I was speaking to that person, I seen the person that I don't know, but I know we follow each other on Instagram. Mm. And I like, we definitely looked at each other, but he didn't wave. He didn't like smile, nothing. He kind of just looked and then looked the other way. And I was just like, Oh, okay. Like, that's what we're doing tonight. Got Whatever. You. Okay. So I don't know. To me, I just think that's kind of whack. Um, because if I mean, I think in that moment, like I was almost about to wave, but I didn't want to look stupid. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's why I didn't. But like, I don't know. I just feel like it's one of those things that happens a lot more so here than back home. And it could be more so because I know a lot more people there. So I don't really, that doesn't really happen to me. But here mm-hmm. I've been seeing that happen. I can see a, that, yeah. Yeah, like happening a lot. And I'll just be like, okay. like. See, I can say I'm the type, I sometimes will take that risk to wave back. Like you said, I'll be like, damn, like I hope I don't look stupid. First, I'll be already thinking like, damn, is this the right person? Because we never met the <laughs> person. <laughs> so I'm like. I think this is this guy because I, to be honest, one time, um, when last time I went to Atlanta, I saw somebody and I'm like, it was a grocery store and I was just running in there for some quick shit. So I'm like, what's the chances of me running into you in Atlanta? Child, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I, to, when I look back, I know for sure that was him, but we both looked at each other like, oh shit, but we didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. But when I do, um, come into those situations i take that risk sometimes and i'll just wave or do whatever or i'll make the uncomfortable situation as comfortable as i can so i'm going to say something like oh hey what's up like ain't you such and such or you know like i'll just take that risk just to kind of what do they call it icebreaker Mm -hmm. type of thing but that's because Because... d'angelo you're a mature man a lot of you niggas (laughs) little ass boys but it takes a lot. It's not easy though. That's what I'm saying. It don't and I don't I don't I'm not that much of a social person, mm-hmm. believe it or not. It's just unsettling for me. So it's like, okay, how do we make this better for both of us? Or I just I'll be straight, I'm not losing sleep over it. Yeah. But I totally get what you you know, what you're saying. Yeah. Well, that was just a relaxed relate release that was came to mind and I was just like, you know what? I would love to share this with D'Angelo and our listeners and to kind of get their opinion and their feedback. So definitely hit the um, DM, definitely email. Let me know what y'all think or what y'all opinions are on that. But yes, yeah, so you could share if y'all had y'all relaxed relate release moments. Yeah. Um, mine is short too, like Taj. Um, I, by the time you hear this, guys, I will be 35 years old. <laughs> so. <laughs> I had to relax, relate, and release to my damn self. Mm. Um, because I realized I've just really been hard on myself. Like, when people say that, I would even be harder on myself. Because it'd be like, no, you don't know me. You don't know what I've been through and mm-hmm. what it takes to be me. And it's like, now I really understand what people say, especially people that love me and know me. 
um, when they say like, don't be so hard because I have a tendency to, I'm one of those people that I realize where I don't take a bad day for what it is. It's just like, oh my God, my life is fucked up. And it's like, wait, you just had a bad day. Right. (laughs) (laughs) It's actually going to be sunshine tomorrow. Relax. Mm -hmm. But me, it's just like, oh my God, it's like one thing will trigger the other. Like I can't do it. And why did this happen? And now this is happening. So I had to just really um, reflect and just as much as I would make a pros and cons list for somebody I'm dating or somebody that I'm questioning should be in my life or not, I had to do it for myself mm-hmm. and really acknowledge the things that I'm proud of, the things that I admire about myself and not be coy, not be bashful, but be like proud in a humble way, of course, but like I fucks with me. And mm-hmm. I like me and I'm me and just not be hard on myself because 10 years ago I was turning 25 and I am completely not that guy. Oh and I God. was, I look at him like as a baby, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it made me look at now, 10 years from now, um, God willing that I will still be here, but I'm pretty sure I won't be who I am at 45 that I'm at 35. So I just wanted to share that and just say to, you know, guys, like we have to enjoy the journey and the process. Don't lose sight. Don't be lazy. Strategize. Have goals, of course. But don't be so hard on yourself. We're all human. We make mistakes. We have different moments in our lives. We are brought up in different ways. We learn at different moments. So, yeah. That was my relaxed release. I think it's crazy. Well, not crazy, but I just think it's almost like almost everyone does this, but we all, when it gets close to our birthdays, we all kind of just reflect back on our lives. <laughs> yeah. Like, New Year or yeah, birthday. It's like, yeah, we kind of all do that. And I just, it's funny that you said that because I remember just like me and then having conversations with a lot of my friends when it gets close to that birthday, it's like we need, we all just start thinking back and looking back at our lives and what's different and what's changed. And, you know, I think we always see growth. The fact that you were able to kind of break that down and taught it, excuse me, kind of acknowledge the fact that, um, like there's things that you needed to change about yourself in order for yourself, mm-hmm. or you, you seen your growth, like that you like, I'm not that 25 year old D'Angelo, you know, that I was like, I'm yeah. so much more than, that and I've came so much so far and I just think that a lot of people I think we need to do that kind of like various times out of the year it shouldn't literally just be when it's we're about to change this new age mm-hmm. I mean I think that's when it happens most of the time and some people it happen more than once out of the year but I think for uh, most of us that's the the, the time where we mostly kind of reflect back on our lives and I think we should do that more often because guess what? Before. Exactly. Yeah. It'll make us even better before we even get to that next right. year. So, so do that season. Exactly. Because okay to- I will say, I'll throw in, I'm grateful I still got my motherfucking hairline. Ah! Because it's, <laughs> I got cousins and friends. Niggas don't got their hair. Shit. Their hairline. They ain't so got like, their hair I- or their hairline. You right about okay. that? Okay. And I, I, I might have gotten a little fat or whatever, but oh. niggas out here, like, I still can get a lineup. Right. So I'm I'm grateful for the little things. Right. Like, I don't look like what I've been through. Let's say that. Yes. Amen to that. Amen, amen, yeah. amen. <laughs> yes. 
All right, guys. Well, we have um we have a couple of things we wanted to talk to you guys about, but um we're gonna start off slow and just see where it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, where do you want to start with, Taj? So let's just start off. I think with um you know this previous month, you know, unfortunately, I'm super sad that we didn't get to kind of record. And really discuss and go into a lot of, um, you know, mm. black history stuff, which is like kind of like my thing. I literally just am like obsessed with black history and black historians and stuff like that. Um, but I feel like our show, we always kind of talk about our blackness and our history and stuff like that. Yeah. So it never just like that McDonald's shit, 365. Exactly. <laughs> um, you ever see that? Like it's like on the radio and stuff, they talk about like a black history moment, 365. I did not see that. <laughs> <laughs> I did not see so, that. So yeah, but we don't we on the same shit. But yeah, we are black history throughout the years. Exactly. So exactly. Um, but anyway, so for this first topic, we really want to get in today and talk about and discuss like how um well, how did how was Black History? I guess like month. How was it treated in you know our place of employment? Whether you work from home, whatever the case mm-hmm. may be. Like, do we feel like it's getting better? Because I mean, there there was a time where I can't speak for myself, but I'm sure other people. Because I just went to schools that were always like built around that. So. I've always grown up with Black History Month being a thing in my school, but I know people who went to school and their they, they schools didn't do shit for Black History. Yeah, I'm glad you put it that way because I was going to say, mm-hmm. I think it is become it has become a thing mm-hmm. where it's implemented mm-hmm. in different places. Like the fact that we're even asking this, this wasn't a thing. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, what did your job do? It's like, what you mean? Mm-hmm. Like they didn't do shit. They didn't, there was no email. There was no flag put up. There was no photo. Mm-hmm. But now it's becoming more of a norm. Even the uh, the network yep. that you're watching, I was television. yep. I was just about to say that they all putting out black stories, which is so dope to me because I get so excited about February because then I get to watch all of these black movies that are like super mm-hmm. classics. Um, yes, TCM did a entire classic movie. Yes, ESPN they had a special for night like every day this of the month. Like they were going to highlight black athletes that mm-hmm. are unsung and stuff like that like this is not normal yes. I've been there over 30 years yes I it was definitely say this is not it was yes it was not a thing before but it is even the streaming services like Netflix HBO mm. Max had like all the classic black movies Bundles. Love Jane yeah. Love Jones is on there y'all could go on um Prime they had um Harlem Nights on there like it was just so many like dope classics that I was just like super proud of um, but back to work or whatever. So me personally, I I don't I mean I pretty told y'all before I have like a few jobs, but my two primary jobs, um, one job which is kind of predominantly white. Um, I haven't really met anyone there because we've been virtual, we've been home, but majority of the people when I do get on a, like those meetings are white. So I just like assume like okay, this is a place of employment where I'm going to probably be probably one or two, it'd be three or four of us, which I kind of already accepted. Anyway, long story short, they sent out an email February 19th, which is almost February is almost over. Sent out an email just about being <laughs> a, right. Yeah. Like black history and 
it was just like some little paragraphs they wrote about something and then that was it i haven't heard anything else about it there weren't any virtual events or anybody wanted to put anything together or whatever the case may be or a brochure or a newsletter everyday email about a black historian or whatever the case may be none of that had took place so that's the first job the second job literally is owned by a black man owned by a black man it is a black owned company i don't believe yeah there was no emails being sent out on conference calls they definitely made it aware that it was black history month wait you say owned by a black man yes oh shit. yes so on our conference call they definitely um said you know happy black friday i mean not black friday excuse me happy black history month um, and all of that good stuff. And I want to say that the um, they have a department that just works on events. Oh, community. That's what they're called. Community. I'm sure they did something for Black History Month, but it just was not promoted enough for like everyone in the company to be aware of. So I just feel like they definitely had the tools and the resources for it. They just needed to kind of push a little bit more for that objective. Um, but that's just was my two places of employment as far as um there's really not that much we could do because it was COVID but I just feel like even with the way we took June um Juneteenth we kind of need to push that motive the same with Black History Month so if you got fucking Columbus Columbus Day then there should be a Juneteenth exactly and I mean, Federal I'm fine. Juneteenth is becoming a thing. Like it's been a holiday. I mean, at my job, one of them, the black job, yes, we get that all. The other one, no. Um, because they just learn it. That's what's all. We didn't even get still... Martin Luther King Day off for the other job. Even, even at the black I job, the black job, but they didn't give me that. Either. But I got Juneteenth off, but then get Martin Luther King. This is how. That's an example of what I'm saying. Where they just like, oh, I think I just feel like it's like publicists behind them. Mm-hmm. Saying like, "Ooh, girl, you got to change this," or you know, you got to say this because it's gonna be pushback, or it's gonna be, you know, you're gonna get people um, uh, rebuttals or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, just have something to say. So it's like, just in case they do, let's just mention this, right? Like, I never heard about no damn, um, not in a bad way, but like, it was just the other day or the day before yesterday, Dominican free. Day or what do they call it? Uh, oh, the Independence Day. Day, yeah, yeah. Like being on the East Coast, you know, you come around the Caribbeans and mm-hmm. Hispanics, and there's so many different celebrations that I didn't know of. Yeah, but so one of them I do know, like more... they do for the Haitian. I know that one was really popular, the Haitian Independence Day. Um, but that could be also because I grew up on the East Coast, whatever the case mm-hmm. may be. But yeah, stuff like that definitely it's like a whole celebration and i just feel like black february black history month is always kind of getting the shitty end of the stick and the only reason why i'm emphasizing and kind of really pushing this conversation with you guys is because i just always feel like when it comes to being in the workplace they'll make sure that they celebrate all of their other employees heritage but we're always last like 
They always yeah. mention Spanish heritage. Um, this month, I'm pretty. They about to go all out for Irish for St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> like, <laughs> why are you laughing? Not all out. <laughs> <laughs> there is. It's a whole damn parade and yeah. everything. We do. We know. Do we have a Black History Month parade? I mean, I, right. I've heard it, but I don't. I don't really know if it's like pushing the main full front for us like that. So this is. But the you only- know what? Too like what I was saying. Mm-hmm. With on both ends, like I feel like, or I don't know if this is playing devil's advocate, but America is still America, so I yeah. don't think that we right. cherish these celebrations the way we should. Because honestly, Irish or St. Patrick's Day is just the day to get drunk, like right. it's not nobody really knows what you're doing it for, where it came from. It's just another time to celebrate something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing I will say is. I wish that I think that we still need a month to acknowledge different heritages or celebrate different things or backgrounds. But at the end of the day, this really is American history and it just needs to be a part of your fucking history. So Bob, Amy and Rachel, who went to the suburban schools, they Mm -hmm. shouldn't have to take a separate course in black history when Mm -hmm. they learn what the fucking revolution was and the Civil War. They should also be taught who the abolitionists were. Mm-hmm. Um, who Sojourner Truth was, who Frederick Harriet Douglass Tubman. was. Tubman, like, y'all need to know, these names should not just be separate. Like, oh, but that's Black history. No, our history is the same. Mm-hmm. It's just how we were affected differently. And I think it, when you paint that picture, the perspective, as much as we talk about these little kids, what's after us millennials? They the Generation Z or some shit? Or something like that, yeah. I don't know. But they are, they are more conscious mm-hmm. and woke than we think. Because they look at shit like, wait, this don't make sense. Mm-hmm. And I think once that's implemented and we stop having these like separate um, teachings, in a sense, it'll make more sense of what America is. Because we all have these things that should be se- celebrated individually, but it's all the makeup of our history together. Mm-hmm. Like, you're American. Like, your grandparents were immigrants. Mine were slaves. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> Y'all were just treated better. Yeah, you came with $200, but my parents had no choice but to build this fucking country. Right. Or my uh, ancestors. You right. Know? You're right. Um, I just, I don't know. I just feel like the workplace can also, I don't feel like I've ever worked for a company who has just made me feel 100% or maybe even 85% like, wow. Like, my last job before we went into... um quarantine they did do something kind of big which made me feel like wow okay this is great like with mm-hmm. they, for black history month they would each week they threw on a different event but i feel like my favorite one was when they had a lot of the black vendors come out they had mm, a see, that's nice. yeah they had a lot of black vendors come out they had um a hbcu band come and play like do a whole performance at the mm-hmm. actual office which was super super dope and I was like I thought it was great but it was thrown all of these events were hosted by the black um, it's like a black club like student union. Yeah, it's like a black club at the office that like it's all with blacks like um, I guess like who work there and we kind of put mm-hmm. together stuff and we come up with different ideas and we do community service and stuff like that so they were the ones who kind of like put those events together, which I thought was super, gotcha. super dope. Um, 
I would love to see more stuff like that. And I feel like a lot of places of employment needs to do that because it makes your workers or your employees just feel a little bit more better. And yeah, I mean, feel appreciated. yeah, I feel a little appreciate, even though even if you really don't fucking appreciate us, at least show me something, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, I think I shared with the, on the podcast before, but this time yeah, last year I had to personally contact HR mm-hmm. and I hit them up before. Like you said, this was February 19th when your job decided to do something. Yeah, that was around the same time that my job finally put up a slideshow because we have, I'm still with the same company. So they had um, TV screens throughout the facility, which now projects reminding you to wash your damn hands. Like we don't know, but um, besides that, it's like, Oh, highlighting black history month. When I went in before I gave a slew of ideas of decorations and things that were appropriate for the workplace and what we could do. This is a week prior to the first week of February. They agreed. They thought everything was fine. They said that they had it planned and it took them three weeks to put up mm. like five, seven designers because we're in the fashion industry and they felt like, okay, well, this is enough. One of my suggestions was like, okay, then maybe we can have cupcakes for everybody, but it'll be from a Black-owned business. Or maybe we can um, have, I forgot, like an activity or something I thought of, but in other words, I didn't come with a complaint and no solution. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I offered that. So this year, I felt like they like, okay, before y'all open your mouth, but it's still COVID, so we got to do something. What are we going to do? So now they just came up with so many different, like anybody that was just black and had fashion connected to them, mm-hmm. they put in the slideshow and mm-hmm. sent an email saying, you know, happy Black History Month. If you notice, we're highlighting this person and this and this and that. So it was like cute. But like I said in the beginning of this, this is definitely something new. And I think across the board, companies and especially the workplace, they're trying to find an appropriate Mm -hmm. way to acknowledge or accept everybody and include everybody um, and still make them feel like appreciated and stuff. So, yeah. I don't necessarily look down on what they did, but I'm just saying, okay. Well, when so you put it like that, like, I just, I feel like, okay, you know how when stuff is new, it kind of takes time for it to kind of yeah. be, like, perfected and be this whole big thing. So, hopefully, we'll give it, I'll give it a, a another couple years, and then this needs to just kind of be solidified. Um, yeah. But before we go into our next topic, I just really, this is a little bit off topic, but I really want in honor of Black History Month, I've seen, watched two great films, which uh, two actor, well, one actor in both movies, won Golden Globe. So I Ooh, really, really yes, feel gosh. like you guys. That was gonna be my relax for the release. Oh, uh, sorry. No, no, I already did it. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> All right, um, but I really think that you guys really should take the time out and watch um, Judas and the Messiah. It was. A great movie. Um, D'Angelo, it kind of did remind me a little bit of you because I thought it was in Detroit, but it wasn't. It was in Chicago. Um, But it was still dope because I've never, like, I've heard about that guy who's the main character in the movie, uh, but I never really knew his story. Mm -hmm. And 
I don't want to. My like, mind is going blank, and I can't. Uh, Huey Newton, I think that was. No, that, that was, was he. Well, he's the founder of the Black Panthers, but this it was the guy who was the leader of the Black Panthers in the Chicago chapter. Okay. okay. But he was very young. I want to say he was probably like twenty one years old when he passed away. I don't want to give any spoilers, but it's a great movie. Um, definitely check it out if you want to talk about it and stuff like that. We could definitely DM us, email us about the film. But that's one. And I'm just really- a short, short mm-hmm. trivia with that. It's funny you mention that because I just watched this um, interview with Shaka Khan. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people don't know Shaka Khan was a Black Panther when she was like uh, fourteen. I did not know that. Yeah, she's from Chicago, so mm. she was a part of that whole era when she was still only like in her junior year, sophomore year of high school. Wow, Southside, yeah. So that's one to check out. And then the mm. other one I literally want y'all to watch is the United States versus Billie Holiday. Yes! I knew you were going to mention that. <laughs> oh, I literally just finished that movie over this weekend and it was Same. great. I literally knew who Billie Holiday was as a kid. Not in death and as an entirety, but my aunt um, used, well, I think she still has this really big picture of her beautiful woman was just like looking to the side and then like that big rose in her head Mm. and I always just was like who is that who is that and she was just like oh she's a singer from you know from the early 1900s so that's all I knew so when I seen the her name and the headline I was like oh I definitely need to watch this I'm just definitely let me and learn and teach me more about who this was and that film was great the actress who played her did a very very great job and it's just sad because those two movies shared a common denominator Mm. and i don't even want to spill it because i don't want to give y'all the spoilers but it definitely did and it just makes me kind of almost sick and mad to my stomach that this is what's going on and it's still happening it's still going on oh Still yes, going on. Taj, you just so. did it. I'm, I'm <laughs> glad to just hear because for somebody like me who's like a big pop culture history buff and like I know I grew up knowing who Billie Holiday was mm-hmm. and her character. I grew up on a movie, Lady Sings the Blues, that came out in the 70s with Diana Ross, which is funny because her son was in this movie. Oh, yeah, he was. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> she, Ross, yeah. you know, if you guys don't know, she... Um, was nominated for an Oscar for that move, that role, but it was a very glamorous role. It was everybody mm-hmm. knew it wasn't really um, accurate to Billie Holiday's life, and mm-hmm. this one was very mm-hmm. accurate to who she was, how she spoke, her mannerisms, mm-hmm. her gestures, her voice. Andre Day fucking embodied her. Like, yeah, I so heard. just to hear somebody. You know, like Utah that may not know as much, but still appreciated it and just mm-hmm. liked her performance. Mm-hmm. That's what I call Oscar worthy because yeah. people throw that out immediately just because she made history already. There's only two films on Billie Holiday, Holiday maybe three. Yep. And um, my aunt was saying the same thing. He was just like, she was like, I feel like this may have been the most accurate version. Lee Daniels did a really good job as close yeah. as possible he could do to really show people who Billie Holiday was. The fact so. that he kept mm-hmm. real, when people like, oh, I feel like it focused just on the drugs, like, but that was her life. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's yeah. literally how she survived. And she yeah. had different moments, but she was a bisexual woman in the 30s, 40s, mm-hmm. fucking with these white actresses and shit. She was 
um, or she did grow up in Harlem and grew up around prostitution and became a prostitute at one point or mm-hmm. was beaten by men. Did, she lived her life through her music and all of that. Like she and and over anything or most importantly with the movie is titled the whole what is it United States against yep. that Billie was Holiday. the actual thing because yeah. she was a public figure and mm-hmm. and she was and black she, yeah yes and she, and she had influence mm-hmm. she had like she so could many change yes so the many minds she influenced white and black people that's the thing that really yes. got me like when she would perform it literally was white people and black people in that room who wanted to see this beautiful, glamorous woman sing with a very, very great voice. It, it was just amazing. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I could say. And I'm not so, because y'all know I love to talk about Beyonce, but it's to, it's in comparison to what the artists today are doing when Beyonce did that whole Black Panther thing at the fucking Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. She, when you acknowledge your power and your influence on somebody, mm-hmm. and it's like, what can I do for us? Because mm-hmm. I'm not special. I'm not that special, but I'm going to still speak for all of us. Like, I just got chills. Sorry. <laughs> yes, Saj. That was, that was going to be my relaxing release. I'm glad. No, I had to, I had to get that in this episode and in our, this conversation because I just felt like those two movies, they came out at the perfect time. And, yeah. they, and I just feel like they definitely, definitely, I've learned, I've learned more. I, um, you know, I read a lot about our history, but, you know, it's so many people out there and they definitely have done so, so many of them have done so much that they could do in their own way. And there's so much more people I feel like I need to learn and read up on and more and more of like, even I don't know if you've seen that, that film on um, Netflix and then we're, we're going to get into the next topic because I know we're jumping off topic, but it was one more movie that I did watch with Viola Davis and, uh, um, oh my God, y'all going to kill me. Cause I don't remember this guy. Just came out. Um, it's been on Netflix for a minute, but, but basically, it's a movie with Viola Davis and what's his name? Chadwick Bo- Chad Chadwick Bosworth. Bozeman. Oh. Bozeman. Yeah, I'm sorry. I always fuck up his name. He's in the film too. I think this was like his last film. Oh, you talking passed. about Ma Rainey? Yes. 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 I gotta watch it. I haven't watched it. So that one is is good too. Um, I think. So they were... just to throw in too, you know, I like throwing my little trivia. <laughs> <laughs> When you listen, when you watch Billie Holiday and they show flashbacks of her singing, Ma Rainey was like one of the people she looked up to. So she was listening to Ma Rainey in 1910, 1920. By the time she was 18, 20 in the 30s and 40s, that was her influence. And Queen Latifah also played Played the role of Bessie, Bessie, who was a protege of this late. Yep. Yep, I got all Ooh, of that. Together. I just brought it together for y'all. Yeah, Get in. You did. You did. <laughs> I had pieced that part together though, because I actually seen Betsy before this other film. And I'm like, wait, isn't this the lady that mm-hmm. she like basically took under her wing and kind of like yeah. made her a project? So yeah, it kind of that's that's crazy. I still watch all of it. But that's another one. Um and we're going to get into the next topic. So do you want to introduce this one or you want me to keep going? Yes. We just wanted to talk about, you know, we talk about our work stuff, work-related things and issues. But we wanted to propose a question of college versus um, studying for a trade. Trade school, yep. So this is specifically for our younger listeners or maybe you even have children that are this age. I have a guy. Oh, shit. It could be for adults, too, if you want to go back to college and you yeah. haven't decided. Or if go if you ain't been at all. Sure. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. But the point is, or the question that, um, like, I brought up to the Taj, like, you know, I thought this would be something interesting to talk about in me speaking to my godson, who um, is a sophomore, about to be a junior in high school. And, you know, that's a time where a lot of, it depends on how you're brought up. Some of the students are looking for scholarships, and some mm-hmm. of them are looking for, like, well, shit, where I'm going to work after this? Like, but mm-hmm. at that age, you want to be grown, you're ready to get out you're thinking about what's about to happen. And as we know it, time flies. So um, I want to maybe just ask you, Taj, like to your understanding, what is the difference between attending even a two-year college, Mm four-year college, um, as opposed to going for a trade? So to be honest, I was that kid that, when I finished high school, I wanted or felt like I needed to go to college because my mother didn't go to college. My two aunts didn't go to college. Nobody really in my family that I was close to that I knew of um, or that was in up north with me went to college. So I just wanted to be that first person to do it and go and finish. But now, knowing what I know about college definitely <laughs> will not take away that experience I had because it was a great experience and I feel like my HBCU Morgan State University definitely made me the the man I am today but if I was to give advice to someone younger who's kind of stepping into the real world I would say it's really totally up to you college can be very beneficial but I also feel like it's all about how hard you hustle and how hard you how much of a go-getter you are because Mm -hmm. College is a it's a it's an easy way. It definitely has so many um, what is it um the word I'm trying to think of? It has so many um advantages, perks, advantages, perks, easier ways for you to network and kind of get your foot into like the door. I guess of a more professional life. I guess I would Mm. say. It depends on what you want to do, but they if they have outlets and they could connect you with people or put you on the right path to get where you need to go. Where it's like if you don't go to college and you go to a trade school, and and I haven't gone to trade school, so I'm only going off of what I I uh, feel like I know. I just feel like if you go to a trade school, you're gonna go there, you're gonna learn what you need to learn. I don't know if they set you up to be able to get a job once you get out of there, mm, or you kind of have point. to hustle yep. that on your own. Because in college, they don't set you up with a job. Some of some some colleges do, some don't. They your guidance counselor can be there to push you, but it's up to you to go there. Right, just like, like high nobody. School. Yes, like nobody's gonna force you. College is totally different from high school. They're not gonna care if you come to class and you don't come to <laughs> right. work. You like, skip. Okay. You, you skip. That's your business. You pay your own money. Um, but that's just my intake on it. Like I say college is a little bit more, you have an advantage because you have so many outlets and places to network. And it's kind of cooler because you meet all these people who are kind of the same age as you and around you. And y'all all have the same goal in mind is to get this degree, this piece of paper and prepare for your future. So yeah. I, mean, I like the way you put that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good description. Yeah. I would say to me, it's like, College is almost a mixture of education and a trade. I wish that somebody explained to me, like you just said, I was pressured because I was the first Mm -hmm. to be able to not only leave the city, but to go to college at all. Like that wasn't Mm -hmm. a thing in my family. 
and they couldn't afford it. To this day, mm-hmm. my mother still thinks that you pay back scholarships. She doesn't even know what a scholarship is. Mm-hmm. I say that to say, like, I have friends when I was a junior and their parents were already setting up for them to be a part of certain programs to right. pay for their college. Mm-hmm. My mother and father didn't know. They just wanted me to go. And right. all I was taught was it's going to make you better. It's going to get you more, mo- more money. But yep. it wasn't broken down to me. And I had to experience it to learn that you go to college, like you also mentioned, to be around like-minded people, um, be a young adult, knowing how to be on your own, where people don't, they don't care if you show up or not, it's all on you. But mm-hmm. when I say the trade is involved, because essentially college is what you want to do in the next five to 10 years of your life. What mm-hmm. are you doing after this? You don't just go there to get liberal arts. Like, I feel bad for the people who go to college and it takes them two years to figure out the uh, major. major. Most yeah. of those people, honestly, y'all, 85% of them do not return because right. they didn't have an idea. But mm-hmm. then some people do. And it's like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going to go to college because I know I want to be an entrepreneur. I just don't know exactly what field that is. So mm-hmm. they go for business school. Or you have the ones, a lot of my friends who went to FIT where we went, they wanted to be a buyer. And now they are a buyer for their own, you know, private label stores. But they started off in a Gucci and went to Macy's and went to all these different retailers as a buyer. Mm-hmm. That's something I wasn't particularly interested in, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but you made a lot of good points, like when you also mentioned how they set you up, because FIT was a school where most of our professors were in the industry. So I had professors that worked for Ralph Lauren mm-hmm. or Tommy Hilfiger at that time. And this was like their side gig. Mm-hmm. And they were teaching me about textiles and how the fashion industry worked. So by the time that you graduate, you working Over- with. Yeah. Yeah, you're networking. You're and networking. Like you said, too, it's what you do with it. Like exactly. Don't just go and get your refund check and get a piece of paper and think that you're good. Like, who did you meet? What did you do? What jobs did you work? Like, I worked in the college and then I was working at Bloomingdale's while I was mm-hmm. still in school. Cool, right? You know Hustle. what I mean? That's what I'm saying. For any of our college or trade school listeners, this is your time to really grind, to really hustle and be hungry and chase after what your future is. Like, because once you out of college, you are stepping into the real fucking world. Mm -hmm. It's the real world and it's not easy. You have to be intentional. What is your Mm -hmm. attention? What do you want to do? And Mm -hmm. like, I was just asking my godson, like, you know, well, he like, and he's so precious because he's a baby. (laughs) So, (laughs) I'll be trying not to preach to him, but I'm still, like, trying to keep it real. Because he's like, oh, well, yeah, you know, I'm probably open up a couple of stores. And I'm like, oh, baby. No, you got to know what that means. Me, like, right. <laughs> I need you to know what marketing means. I need you to know what, uh, you know, uh, advertising and promoting. And, like, you, you have no idea. You don't just open a store. But mm-hmm. I'm also thinking of who I was at 17, 18. Not even 18, 20. Oof. He is a baby baby. But again, there's still people, like you said, too, that feel like, oh, I want to go back to school. And it's like, okay, but what is your intention? What do Mm. you do? You want to go for nursing and become a CNA? What's a CNA? Okay, so do you want to be a registered nurse or do you want to be a nurse assistant? Do you want to be a physician? What like Mm. what's your don't think just because you 
go to school and study a certain subject, you're just going to be given a job. Right. Like you're and obtaining I think, knowledge for a particular role. Absolutely. And I think I said this before and don't this because a lot of people do this. And I've have a few friends who literally went to school, didn't finish, dropped out because they went and majored in something that they thought was going to make them a lot of money, but they weren't interested or a hundred percent. That's not what they were passionate about. So if you're not, if you're going into it from the jump, not passionate about it, you're not going to finish it. Cause this, this is not what you are really yeah. driven to do. So go to, go to school for something that you're going to make money. It's going to be longevity and now the second thing we think about, or the thing I think about now is I want to be working in an industry that I know if anything like this ever happens again, it will still be, I'll still be working it and I'll still be, mm-hmm. be get, making money because I think a lot of us, you know, we didn't know that this pandemic was coming. We didn't know it hit. And a lot of people have lost their jobs behind this. A lot yeah. of people have to, had to switch over to new industries and, now, you know, the job market is crazy and then you're competing with people who've had experience for 20 years and they've been a oh. director, but they don't have a job anymore because mm-hmm. things are different, you know? Which so, brings me mm-hmm. back to how we started with this order topic is mm-hmm. to me, that's the advantage of a trade, actually. Because yeah. now if I went to school to be a plumber, <laughs> your plumbing is still going to need to be fixed regardless right. of any time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're always going to need a nurse. You're always going to need a teacher. You're not like not to say that they don't find themselves in bad positions during pandemics or emergencies or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you're learning a skill that you could continue to um, make money off of or teach somebody else and run that business. Mm-hmm. And it's always going to be a need for those things. Those, exactly, those, there's a necessity those, always. There's necessities that you for all of those careers that you've na- named. They're all necessities. Necessities, sorry. And then, but then you think of it. Okay, now I know how to. I became a masseuse. Okay, but now I want to own my own business. Had you went to school, or maybe just take a couple of courses? Like mm-hmm. now you're a little step ahead. You don't have to pay somebody. Mm-hmm to run what you already know how to already. do. What's an executive exactly. plan? What is a marketing plan? All of these different things that come into business. Like there, It's not just getting a certificate. It's literally getting the tools to operate efficiently and successfully. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. So I, 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 lend, I mean, I, I, I praise both sides. I think a trade is excellent. And I mm-hmm. think school is excellent. I think what's most important is your intention and your plan in the future. Whether you want to be, you know, learn how to be a tech guy or be in IT and eventually run that department or go to school and you want to be further, you about to build rockets or some shit. Okay. But at the end of the day, it still takes work. It takes passion. Um, it takes commitment, consistency, and completion. Whatever you choose. I agree. That's definitely where it's at. And I just want to say one more thing about this topic. Because this you could even do both. I think mm. some people think about like, oh, you know, once I'm done with college, I got my degree and then that's it. But I think to, for me, I mean, I can only speak on myself. This pandemic has definitely opened up my mind and opened up my eyes to don't lock yourself down into one thing. 
you can do more than one thing. You can do so many things right now. Or at, even before, we just never really took the time out to kind of sit back and really realize True. how much time we have and how much things we can do within this time. Yeah. If you want to go to school and get a degree in marketing and then run and then turn around and want to get a real estate license, that can happen. Yes. That can work. <laughs> you never know. I mean, you never know. Like you, what you major in can go right along with a trade that you picked up, a certificate. I mean, I know people who are out here who have done it. Mm-hmm. So just, I think for our listeners who are in school, like I said before, whether it be trade school or college, whether it be college or university, it doesn't matter. Keep grinding, use this time, making sure you're paying attention in class. Because there's certain classes that I have taken and I'll just be like, now when I go to work and there's certain things, I got to YouTube it or learn it all over again. I'm like, if my stupid ass would have paid attention okay. in class the first time, you would have got right. it. You wouldn't even have to do all of it. So, <laughs> I was one of those kids where I was literally going right. off with my algebra teacher. I'm like, I'm about to be an actor. I don't need this shit. Meanwhile, I'm right. a designer and don't know geometry and how to cut out fucking patterns. Had I shut my fucking mouth and listened mm-hmm. in high school... I would have been first. Right. So, yes, yeah, stay in school, kids. <laughs> right. Stay in school. Definitely listen because it is crucial to yeah, your future. And that's all I got to say on that topic. You have anything else you want to no, say? No, let's get right into our uh, inspirational word Quotes. that we leave you all with as we end this episode. What's this? Episode two, season three. Oh, it is. I was about to say, I don't even know. <laughs> like, I just feel like we've got so many. I'll be like, yeah, we're about to be count. way just... more consistent and, and uh, right on point with you guys. What we just mentioned, intention. What is your intention? Mm-hmm. Yes. What is, um, do you have, um, do you want to go first or do you want me yeah, to go first? Okay. So, my quote for this episode is from our very own Billy Holiday. Oh, how fitting. Because, <laughs> I was super inspired and I really just like, you know, I really, really kind of just like respected the struggle, everything that she kind of had to go through. I just really love the fact that even on her deathbed that she told the motherfuckers to kiss her motherfucking ass. Okay. And I just think that's some badass shit. I definitely and would be the same fucking way. But anyways, um, yes. I just thought... Just to be like, I could go on and on. But anyway, but just to like in honor of just this episode of Black History Month and just being really falling in love with that film. I just want I was just like going through a lot of her quotes and this one kind of just stood out mm-hmm. to me. So here it goes. And it was just like um, somebody once said, we never know what is enough until we know what's more than enough. Mm-hmm. So do I need to repeat yeah, it? One so somebody time. once I got said, it, but I want to make sure somebody once said. Somebody once said, we never know what is enough until we know what's more than enough. You got to try it. You don't know. Yeah. So I just feel like, you know, that really spoke to me because sometimes I don't know when it is enough or what's like, what's enough for me. Or sometimes I'll be like, you know what? I'm more than good enough for that. And I think growing up and um, learning more about myself and I don't never try to be like this person who think they're better than someone else, but it's just as a human being and as a person, you know what you're better than. You know what you're capable of. Like, 
I've, I feel like I've been there, done something, and I just feel like my skill set and my, you know, my skill set, my knowledge, my education, and who I am as an overall person, if that is not worth me doing, I'm not going to do it. And that's how I took that um, quote. And I was just like, you have to know your worth. Yes. Because people, if you don't stand up for yourself, people will run all yeah. over you. They will operate the way that you uh, allow them to. Even exactly. some of the people that's closest to you. <laughs> yep. Those be the main motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for real. Oh, Those be the... I didn't really have anything. You didn't have anything at all? Did you want to leave us with something from you, your own quote? You said what? Can you hear me? I'm sorry. Oh, I hear you sorry, now. I was going to say we thought we lost no, I'm you. <laughs> um, I'm just going to share a verse that I have on a post-it in my room that I kind of like have to remind mm. myself of. So it just kind of came to me like, wow, I was listening to you. Because I really didn't have, like, usually, you know, I have something, but I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know. But this one is um, from Second Timothy chapter oh. one. <laughs> 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 now I'm at the pulpit. Okay. Um, but it says, fear is not an option. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but the power and love of a sound mind. So I'll say it one more time. Fear is not an option. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but power and love of a sound mind. So that's been something that um, has been resonating with me recently and just being clear headed, clear minded, um, putting God first, but acknowledging that he has given me a gift to mm-hmm. um fight like what comes against me like we're we're all constantly dealing with battles and things and we tend to forget when we're in fear that we have this power to overcome and that we have somebody that depends or that we can depend on that loves us has the best interest at heart um and whether you look at that as a, a supernatural thing or parental thing um it's a thing and I just have to remind myself not to allow fear to overcome my decisions and my steps. So, you know, I'm getting back into asking God and allowing God to direct my steps. Um, so, yeah, just wanted to share that. But um, we will, again, be back with more episodes. We have guests lined up some new things that we're going to introduce to you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you again. We both thank you just for um, sticking with us, rocking with us, listening for the first time, for the second time, third time. I have people telling me about episodes. I forgot we recorded. So I appreciate that. I'm like, yo, shit, girl, we talked about what? Oh, yeah. So we appreciate y'all. Yeah. Shout out to you. Shout out to my niggas, all of y'all. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> nah but thanks for tuning in um as always you guys can always dm us at from the plantation to the station mm-hmm. on instagram 
Or you can email us at from the plantation to the station at gmail.com if you have any topics you think we yep, yep, we need yep. to absolutely talk about, or if you have anything you want to share that we can talk um about on the show anonymously. We never We'd like say names or anything that we would love to hear that. Mm-hmm. So just check us out till next week, guys. Peace. Peace.